Welcome to the Dumb and Chase podcast. This episode is brought to you by Waiver Clothing. A lot going on this past weekend of sports. Holy hell. Draft day, baby. What a time. We also have LeBron taking over in game seven tonight, proving to everyone why he is the best player in the world. We're going to touch on the NHL first few games of the second round. Uh, talk about the rest of the NBA, who we got in the second round. And then obviously our boy Showtime Otani getting some getting some live wire here. Uh, we're going to give you our Kentucky Derby locks and some bets, who we got. And we're going to give you our lock of the week, uh, something other than the Kentucky Derby, just something we kind of started. Ooh, we're going to put a ton of money on this week. And we're going to finally get into our Dump and Chase, Dump and Chase of the week. Yodeling boy, the yodeling kid. What's going on with him? All right, here we go. Yeah, that's right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth, in the middle of the universe, then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. All right, Ock, huge weekend. NFL draft, dreams come true. What a time. What a time. What was that? I was shocked. I mean, you look at the first overall pick, man, Baker Mayfield. Brown's coming out of freaking right field there. Let's, uh, let's, That's uh, let's, Dorsey. Let's Dorsey do sending a message. Dorsey having some balls there. Wow. I, I don't. If I'm the GM of Cleveland, I don't think I can pull that off. Oh man, let's give it a uh, let's go report card style. Starting at number one, we'll go uh, with the Cleveland Browns first overall in the draft. Baker Mayfield. Um, what are you rating that pick? What do you like about it? Dislike? Let's hear it. For Cleveland personally, I think it's it's a B plus. Honestly, Baker had one of the best uh, quarterback draft grades ever coming into the combine since they started doing these draft grades. But wow, that was ballsy. I- I'm going to say B plus um, because he's such, it's, it's a hit or miss. It's he's really, he's either going to be really great or he's going to fizzle off. Um, I don't think he's quite like a Johnny Manziel fizzle, but when you have Sam Darnold there or Rosen and you go Baker, wow, that's, that's ballsy out of Dorsey's first pick. Yeah. I'm going to very, I'm going to go B, I'm going to go B plus. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a little bit lower. I'm gonna go a C grade on that, just because it was a little risky. Um, yes, he he had success at Oklahoma, but I just think taking the guy who's who's six foot tall. I mean, look at his past. He was a walk on. He was a tra- or a transfer, then walked on at Oklahoma. I mean, awesome. walk on Texas Tech as well. Yeah, you're right. Awesome oh, story for him though. I mean that. I mean, for, I believe it was the first walk on ever to get drafted in the first round. Yet, obviously, first overall, but. Baker yeah. Mayfield, he's experienced, um, I guess, the collegiate level, accurate passer. Um, I think he'll benefit from starting behind Tyrod Taylor, and he's going to he's gonna get some good guys to work with in Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, uh, Duke Johnson. I think they do have some weapons, and that'll, yeah. that'll be good for him. Yeah, I mean, especially with Gordon coming back, a full season with him, uh, full spring training with him. Um, yeah, it, it it'll be it'll be there's gonna be a lot of hype surrounding it. It's gonna be really cool. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, look at his senior season. He put together a good season. Won the Heisman. Um, they made it to a college football berth. Uh, he threw for over 4,500 yards, 43 touchdowns, with only six interceptions. So, don't don't uh, don't sleep on Baker. I think fantasy, you know, fantasy owners will probably look to get him maybe late in the draft. Dynasty owners, you know, yeah. could be a potentially good dynasty pick. 
Um, but I, I didn't love the pick. I thought Cleveland, looking back at it now, I didn't, I didn't mention it in our last week in our projections, but man, I, I just think Cleveland, if they wanted to really freaking boost their offense, I, looking back at it, I think I would have went Saquon at one and honestly just taking whatever quarterback was there because it would have changed New York's entire, entire yeah. game plan. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just we'll get into that in a sec with the Giants pick, but I mean, a quarter or a running back, it's kind of the least represented position for. I mean, you look at the last Super Bowl winners. We talked about this last time, but you kind of win by a committee these days. Saquon was by far the best talent in the draft, but I mean, to take a running back at one overall, that's that's yeah. even more ballsy than taking Baker, in my opinion. Very true. And you got to love a guy who throws in a good crotch grab here and there. Uh, I love it. I, nobody's questioning his, his passion. No, he competes game. like no one um, in the entire draft. I hope it just, he's... It, it, it just, it's just kind of funny because we've never seen the first overall pick take to social media quite like he has, especially <laughs> with that, that Brett Favre. I loved it, but that Brett Favre, uh, it was what, 22 years ago or something when Favre took that picture when he was called in. You know, by the uh, by the Falcons on his draft day in his bedroom. I thought that was unbelievable. I love that. I loved he, it. We're living in the social media day now, and that's just one of He absolutely owned it. it it's it's really cool. I, I thought it was really cool. But but their pick at four, uh, they went with the corner the cornerback at Ohio State Ward. Uh, so there was a there was a trade in place where Buffalo was going to be able to trade up to the number five pick. Uh, but that actually didn't happen because they went Ward at four. So if they if the if the Browns would have went Chubb at four, the, the Broncos were going to trade that pick. But the Broncos got their guy. Um, we'll, we'll also touch on that in a sec. But yeah, but let's the Ward, let's uh, the, Ward, the Ward pick the Ward pick for the Browns. So we're still sticking with the Browns here. They needed a corner, so I give them that. But but I just don't know how they pass up on Chubb. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I, I don't see how they pass on Chubb either. Um, I'm giving that. I'll, I'll, we'll just jump. We'll just jump right down to four, and then kind of make our way back down the list. Okay. Um, I I really do like Denzel Ward. Um, explosive player. Um, good in the man-to-man coverage. Um, with with incredible sp- speed. Um, obviously in college he's he had great awareness and could make some plays all over the field. Um, yeah. But yeah, that it's just tough that they see him pass on Chubb like that. I I I just don't know how they do it. When you have a dynamic talent quite like that, who's a game changer, you put uh, you put him on on the opposite side of uh, Miles Garrett from last last year's uh, last year's first round pick. That's that's an elite pass rush right there. Um, a, a going a corner that high, it's really hard. Corner is probably one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. Uh, they don't get a lot of credit either, and it's wow. I, I just don't know how they pass up on Chubb. I'm giving them a C minus with that pick. Um. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna stick at B minus C plus, just because obviously he was the most talented quarterback in the draft, but just shooting him down the ranks for passing on Chubb there. Um. Let's let's just roll right into uh into the Giants pick at two, Saquon Barkley. I don't think there was any doubt that they were going to go Barkley unless Cleveland took him off the board at one. Right, um, right. What do, you, what do you rate that pick? Uh, I mean, you know me. I really wanted them to take a quarterback. But just looking what they just looking at what they did with the rest of their draft, they, they kind of sold me. Gettleman, he's kind of a genius, but 
he kind of sold me on the pick, honestly. Um, I'm going to give it an A minus just because, you know, me, I, I'm not a huge on the running back, but the dude's a transcendent talent. Nobody's questioning that. Uh, you know, the All American, all the records he broke, uh, one of the most highly touted running backs to come out of the draft since AP. Uh, it's, it's risky. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how it pans out. Just going on the, you know, the past few running backs selected in the top two picks. I believe Reggie Bush was the, was the last to go that high, and he had an okay career, nothing great. Um, but I'm gonna give, yeah, I'm gonna give that an A minus. He's he's unbelievable, and it looks like the Giants are gonna wait it out. They trust Manning for another two years, um, but they did take a quarterback later on. Uh, they took that Laletta guy out of Richmond. I actually do like him a lot. He's very underrated. Um, so who knows? Maybe that could pan out. All right, I'm gonna give him. A, I'm gonna give him a B minus. Uh, kind of feed off what you were saying. Um, I think that his value in the position could be a little bit of a concern. I mean, obviously he's was the best back in the draft, but I mean, I like him. I like him as a player. I love his skills, but you can look at the depth of backs in the draft and say, okay, you got the Georgia running backs, you got Nick Chubb, you got Sonny Michelle, uh, I believe was the next back taken off the board. Um, it's just, it's something where you, you're going all in on Eli Manning and that's kind of a scary. Yeah. Thought. It, is, it is to an extent, but, but you also see what they did in 2016. Um, you know, they got that wild card spot. And, you know, with OBJ coming back, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, it'll be interesting. You know, they might take a push at Dez. I don't, I don't think they will. But, I mean, if, if he's going to be, you know, demanding – or not demanding, but if he's going to accept a lot less money, why not take a, take a jab at him? So they kind of – like the Browns restructured their offense. Um, it's, it's cool. So there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding the first two picks for sure. Baker. And yeah. That, I'm, I'm really excited to see the giants offense just because if, if Eli Manning can come back to an elite level, you know, we've seen in the yeah. late early 2010, 11, 12, 13, when they had the super bowl run, um, I think it, they can all stay healthy with OBJ coming back off his injury. Like you said, Evan Ingram, yeah. uh, Sterling Shepard, and then hopefully Barkley's going to draw maybe another, a linebacker, someone coming off the line um, that'll open up some room for their wideouts. I think that uh, that Giants, that Giants offense is going to be scary and, and fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jets took Sam Darnold. I think he probably, you know, you know me. I, I thought he should have went one. They, mm -hmm. I think this is the guy they really wanted. They kind of came out and said they wanted Baker. That might have been, you know, a smoke screen. Uh, and then when the Giants didn't draft Darnold. It fell right into their lap. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this an A. I think Sam Darnold's a really really good talent. I think he's gonna be a good fit in the big market, um, New York. But it'll be interesting because they got McCown. Uh, who knows? I, I know they're gonna let Darnold compete for that starting job. Uh, the the kid was unbelievable two years ago at, at USC. Didn't lose a game last year. You know he, he's got the turnover issues. Um, you know fumbling interceptions whatever. I think you can you can adjust a person's decision making, whereas you have a guy like Allen, who's inconsistent, and it's if you're not consistent and accurate at at the college level, I just don't know how it can translate to the NFL. But with decision making, I think I think honestly you can you can you can change that. You know, with Deshaun Watson, 
he went, you know, I think it was 14th or 12th or something to the Texans last year, but he threw a lot of interceptions at Clemson. And, you know, before he got his ACL injury last season, he was lighting it up, uh, had only a handful of interceptions, if that. And to see what you can do with a player like that, especially if they let him, you know, stay in his college type system, which is what I'm sure they will do. It's it's going to be interesting. I don't know if he'll be the starter week one um, with McCown, who had a pretty decent year last year with, with how bad of a roster the Jets have. But I'm going to give that grade an A. All right. Uh, you were a little bit higher um, on him. You are a little bit higher than I was on Sam Darnold. Uh, I'm going to go B-plus on that one. I think it is a safe pick. I think he's one of the guys in that draft at the quarterback position that's going to be NFL-ready. Um, like I said, safe pick. I don't really have much doubts. I think out of all the quarterbacks taken, he's probably going to have the best chance of playing right away over uh, McCowan in that offense. Um, I think it's a guy who's who's good at throwing on the run, has scrambling ability, um, fairly accurate, and you know, a lot of scouts are saying he plays beyond his years, which is good. Um, I, I I don't love McCowan. Um, and like I said, I think he's going to have, uh, he's going to have a chance to take over that offense in New York and, um, you know, skilled guy, all pack 12 through for over 4,000 yards. Um, yeah, I, I give it a B plus. I'm not too high on him. Like I was some of the other, the other quarterbacks, um, in that draft, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a Heisman favorite for a while. Um, yeah, but yeah, turnover kind of hurt him and. We'll we'll see. I, I don't I don't hate the pick. I don't love it either. Yeah, uh, we we go different ways on that. But I think just a side note. One of the funny things is McCown's McCown had a tweet. It was a screenshot of him and his daughter's uh, text messages, and she tweeted, uh, "Hey, Dad, Jets just drafted a quarterback who is the same age as I am." And wow, thanks. Look how old I really am. Kind of one of those things. Shouts out to McCowan. McCowan. McCowan nervous about his job a little bit, do you think? I don't know. Either that or, or maybe McCown's daughter and Darnold might, you know, be a thing here going going forward. I, I, will that affect McCown's play? I, I think it will. You know, if you have a teammate. Dad, can I dad, can you give me some digits? I mean, if you have a teammate that's, you know, so and so getting with your daughter, I, I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a bad thing, but it, but it, it's going to definitely affect McCown's play if he's in the starting role. Uh, but he so, might, he might play some, might play with a little chip on his shoulder, you know. So some early potential locker room issues. What kind of uh, what kind of role model could he be moving forward once OTAs start up and mini camps kick off? All I'm saying is, there's you know this rule. All the NFL GMs have this rule, and head coaches. There's no bringing girls back to your dorm. Um, you know, I, I would almost go out on a limb here and say McCown's going to want a room with Darnold to make sure that doesn't happen, uh, especially with his daughter. Um, that's something to keep your eye out forward. But we went through the four pick. Yep. Four pick. Um, number five, Broncos with Bradley Chubb. I'm giving it an A+. Plus. I think Broncos had to be shocked that Chubb fell freaking into their laps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this guy – Outside rusher out of NC State, uh, he's going to walk into a, a Broncos defense with Von Miller on the other end. Um, a scary, scary time to be an opposing quarterback playing Denver. What do you What do you rate it? Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I, that's an A plus pick for sure. When you're at five and you have 
Bradley Chubb fall to you at five when you basically were getting ready to, to trade your pick because you didn't think you were going to get him. It's just crazy how, how quarterback heavy the, the top of this draft kind of was. Um, but it's interesting because, like you said, you got Von Miller. This was an A-plus pick for sure. This was a home run, uh, double-decker into into the Bay in, in San Francisco. That's that's a home run pick. Um, the dude had what, – what do you have? He had 54.5 tackles for a loss in his three years starting. Uh, 23 of those coming last year. He had uh, 10 sacks each of the last two years. The dude knows how to get quarterback, and he's a playmaker. He's athletic. He's going to turn into an unbelievable compliment to Von Miller. That's a that's a for sure A plus pick for the Broncos. Yeah, this guy uh, he walked into NC State as a three star outside linebacker recruit, and between his freshman and junior year, he put on fifty pounds and transformed his style and his body and his playing type into D end uh, sack leader at NC State with twenty six. He's, he's going to be an elite rusher. I mean, was an elite rusher in the NCAA's and and. You can probably expect that same thing if he stays healthy. I mean, that was an A plus, yeah, lock of a pick for for Denver. Like you said, just unbelievable talent. ACC Defensive Player of the Year. The dude's unbelievable. We'll cut her there at our top five. Let's just hit on quickly um, the other two quarterbacks that fell in the draft. You had Josh Allen at seven to Buffalo, and then Josh Rosen, the the Cardinals trading up to grab him at ten. Uh, what do you like about those two? Oh, honestly, the Bills at seven. I, I think he's – I think Allen – I'm not high on Allen. Uh, for the Bills, I'm going to give this a B-, minus, but he has potential um, with the weather in, in Buffalo, the big hands, the athletic build, the tall frame, what is he, 6'5". Uh, he could be – you know, that's, that's the type of quarterback you want. That's kind of different than what Cleveland went. Cleveland's got similar, you know, weather conditions, so – it's weird because in, in the AFC North, you see you got Big Ben, Joe Flacco, Andy Dalton, kind of bigger quarterbacks, and then you got Baker. Uh, that's interesting to me. But what the Bills did, uh, they took Allen, you know, not very accurate quarterback whatsoever. His ceiling's very high. I mean, the dude was 56% completion thrower at Wyoming. You know, he played in the Mountain West. I, I've been stressing this. If, you, if you're not accurate in the college level, you're not going to be accurate in the NFL, especially if you're not accurate in the Mountain West. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't even get an award. Uh, he, he wasn't even the best quarterback in his own conference. But he can sling at 80 yards, and that's pretty attractive. Uh, you know, Buffalo's had their history with, you know, they made the playoffs for the first time since 98, 99 last year. But they lost Tyrod. They got McCarron. It'll be interesting. I'm going to give that grade a B minus, but he's got some upside. I'm just not high on, on Josh Allen. All right. I'm going to go B plus here. Uh, they debatably had one of the best quarterbacks in the draft follow him at seven. Um, you know, obviously he's got elite arm strength. He's a big dude. He's an NFL frame body type. Like you said, is he has a lot of inconsistencies with his accuracy and some of his decision makings. Uh, decision-making skills, um, scouts say he often overextends plays, which could get him into trouble, which did get him into trouble in his college days. Um, obviously, that's not going to translate well um, into the NFL. Um, but obviously, he's got, he's got some weapons to work with. Kelvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, Charles Clay. You got LaShawn McCoy in the backfield. So I think Josh Allen's another guy who could see 
um, be an immediate starter in Buffalo. You know, obviously AJ McCarron's not the long-term answer. Um, so look, yeah, look for him, you know, maybe middle of the season, even earlier than that to get, uh, to get the call for Buffalo. Bill's mafia, baby. They're, they're high on Allen. Uh, another reason to break some tables. It's, it'll be interesting. It's, it's going to be cool to watch all these quarterbacks develop and, and see if they get some playing time this year. You, uh, you give the Cardinals an A for trading up for your guy, Rosen? 100%. I'm not going to go A-plus just yet. I'm going to give that an A. Um, I only give out those A-pluses to, you know, Chubb's pretty much the guy that would have got an A-plus. Um, but, yeah, Rosen, I'm going to give this an A. Absolute steal for them. They started the day at 15. Uh, they didn't really have much to offer to trade up, but, you know, eventually they were able to. Uh, but you know me, I'm, I'm high on Josh Rosen. I, I just think he's the best quarterback in this draft. He's you thought the- he was going to go one in your predictions, hey? I didn't think he was going to go one. I thought he was the best quarterback. I, I wanted the Giants to take him. Um, I knew they wouldn't just because, <laughs> I don't know, they, they say he's too smart for everyone. He's, he plays with an edge. He gets in you know confrontations with his teammates. But he's just a competitive guy. I, I watched a couple of interviews with him over the weekend before the draft. And like you said, he's been in, he's been in the spotlight longer than the other quarterbacks. Um, I think that was an unbelievable play where he got the hot tub in his dorm room freshman year. <laughs> That's one way to get some some digits and you know get some tucks under your belt. Um, but yeah, he absolute steal. Started the day at fifteen, and then he kept dropping and dropping. So they were able to trade back with uh, Oakland and, and and seal the deal and, and get Rosen. But he comes in, you know, with Bradford in front of him you know, with his history of injuries and, you know, he pretty much has gotten hurt every year he's played. Rosen's going to get some time this year. It's, and he's going to be able to, to step in and succeed right away. I mean, he's got Larry Fitzgerald, JJ Nelson. Those are some offensive weapons. And then, I mean, they have arguably the best running back in the game, David Johnson, who missed all of last year with that fractured arm. Uh, wow. He's got some offensive weapons. And you got a guy with like Larry Fitzgerald that that's a, a safety security blanket that you can just throw it up to and you know he's gonna catch it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go A. Yeah. As well. I'm gonna go A as well for this pick. Um, Arizona made the smart play in trading up, uh, obviously to get him. Guy who's said to be the most NFL ready passer. Um, I like this move. He's a good pocket passer, good delivery. He's got a consistent spiral, um, good arm strength. Uh, good mechanics. I, yeah, I, I think he's going to be a, a good fit for that Arizona offense. He's got good downfield ball placements. So that's going to probably work well with, you know, Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald. Um, some cockiness to him, though. Coming, love uh, coming it, love it. Him, the, the first nine, the, they basically nine people, he's going to make them pay. Love that. Yeah, good bloodlines, too. His dad's like a renowned doctor. Um, yeah, I, I like this pick by Arizona. How about all right? Let's let's just touch on some surprises of the draft. Lamar Jackson was available with the very last pick. Baltimore trades up to get him. I, I think he's going to be really good. I, I think he's better than Josh Allen. Uh, he he has the potential to be better than Baker Mayfield, in my opinion. Uh, that just shows you the Ravens. Uh oh, Joe Flacco. Uh oh. Oh. RG3, uh, that just shows you they're not confident in the two quarterbacks they have. And it looks like, you know, if L. Jack gets in there, he's like a, a right-handed Michael Vick. Wow, that, that'll that be cool to see. That'll be very interesting to see. 
you know, AFC North, if L Jack's in and, and Baker's in, it looks like they're going smaller quarterbacks once Big Ben retires as well. Yeah, this pick uh, for me is a B that just made sense to go get him. Um, Flacco's kind of on the tail end of his career, I think. Uh, solid move, though, by the Ravens picking up L Jack and, you know, we saw it all year. The guy's electric. He had video game stats, um, obviously ridiculous explosiveness um, as sort of a, just a natural runner. You know, maybe they, they, I mean, they're trying to get this guy to move to receiver. I don't think it's going to happen. Hell no. Fuck that. Uh, Dude, dude's a quarterback. I hate yeah. that. I hate that. He's, uh, no, accuracy is there. It's not over the top great. It, it's good. He's, he's, shown, he's shown he can put the ball where it needs to be downfield. So, yeah, it, development is definitely going to be there. I, I love a mobile quarterback. I, my favorite video game is Madden 04 with Michael Vick, and I hope we see uh-huh. Dynasty mode. Under. Yeah, I, I hope we see something very similar um, in Lamar Jackson, and I think, uh, I think he could have, you know, a franchise run at uh, Baltimore's offense. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give that one a B-plus as well. I mean, won the Heisman Trophy. is definitely electric. I – I, I love the pick, um, but just you know, just quickly, how how about the uh, the running back at LSU? Darius Geis was he was supposed to be the second running back off the board behind Saquon, maybe a borderline first rounder. Drops to the fourth round at Washington. I don't know, it might be some off the field issues, but you know he complimented Leonard Fournette in his time there, and I don't I don't know. It's there's got to be something there. There's no way. It, he goes to the fourth round without having something that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And what about uh, what's what's in the water in Atlanta? They just love these Bama receivers, or what? I love uh, Calvin. I love Ridley. the Calvin Ridley pick. I yeah. love that pick. Yeah, he dropped to twenty six, which was kind of surprising. And I mean, Atlanta took him to. If Julio is going to be there this year, that's the big question mark. But I didn't even know it was a question mark until started you know, deleting all his shit. Yeah, deleting his pictures and. Um, you know, he's still not over that Super Bowl loss, I guess. And I, I don't know why he would want out. There's, you know, I, there's gotta be something there, but if, but if him and Ridley are, you know, opposite sides of each other, that's going to be dynamic. But what about, what about the Patriots playing us all saying how, you know, they had interest in Lamar Jackson and maybe Rosen, would they trade up and, you know, they played us all. They, they, they didn't. They, and they took one of my favorite picks, Sony Michelle. Uh, dynamic running back out of Georgia and, you know, a key, key entity in, in, in their, you know, national championship bid that just fell yeah. short. But I, I love that. Uh, I just think another, another, another that, running back that can, can catch out of the backfield. Uh, I was just going to say, I think he compliments that offense. Awesome. Takes over for Deion Lewis eventually. Yeah. Um, he's an in the air back. I mean, he's going to, he's going to catch a lot of passes out of that offense. Um, or out of the backfield, you know, you got Gronk, you got uh, is what's his dick still there from New Orleans on the outside? Oh, oh yeah, Cooks got dealt to the Rams. I, I think he's just I, overall, I think he's going to fit in that offense well. If they can add some outside weapons uh, at receiver, and, and Brady can stay healthy at fifty years old or whatever the hell he is now. I think he's right. I think he's sixty now. Yeah, I think he's. I like that pick a lot. Just, just quickly, we're we're Vikings fans. What do you take on the uh, Central Florida cornerback Mike Hughes first round pick? Uh, you, think Hughes? He, you think he gives Trey Waynes a run for his money? Because I do. I'm, I hate Trey Waynes. I, I I cannot stand Trey Waynes. I think fucking liability. Picked on him all year. I, how the NFC Championship game? He got fucking picked on by by Tory Smith. Tory Smith yeah. fucking running by him. Tory Smith's got some serious speed though. 
Yeah. Uh, but, but still, but Mike still, Zimmer, Zimmer likes his corners, um, and that's a that's a quality pick. All right, what a, what a, what a draft that was! It's going to be interesting. You know, I'm looking forward to to this this NFL season probably more than 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 the past, just because of the quarterbacks and and the running backs that that went super high, Saquon and, and Sony. But let's let's fast forward. Unbelievable for performance today, Game Seven. Was there any doubt LeBron wouldn't get it done? You know, survive in advance is the name of the game. Doesn't matter how you do it. They got it done, 45 points again, passes Michael Jordan for, you know, the, the best point per game average in game seven history. LeBron's now five and two in game sevens. But middle of the game, LeBron disappears into the tunnel. That's all of us shitting our pants. Biggest turning point of the game, one minute left, third quarter, LeBron goes into the locker room. You know, I, I thought this was one of those, hey, I need a quick breather. Look at me. I'm running to the locker room, which I love because I love LeBron, but. Then he then he doesn't he's nowhere to be found on the bench to start the fourth. Nine twenty one is remaining on the clock and he's sitting down with a towel around his neck. And you got guys like Larry Nance Jr., uh Rodney Hood, uh Kevin Love. K Love has been asked. George Hill is coming off. George injury. George Hill. Okay, George Hill. Anyways, they went on a ten two run, but George Hill comes back from that back injury that he sustained in game three. I mean, he provided a little bit of spark. He was taking it to the ten. Um, you know, he had a, he had eleven points tonight, which he was key in that second half. Just having another guy that can handle the ball and run. But it started. It started. It started well. The Cavs were up nineteen nineteen to nine at one point. I believe they're up 32, 32 19 or thirty two eighteen to start the second quarter. Eleven point lead at half. But then the third quarter started. The wheels kind of fell off. Nobody was hitting shots, but I mean, finally the, he got some secondary help. I think yeah, the, big, got, the biggest turning point, Jake, in this whole series, Ty Lue decides he's going to go back to that starting lineup that he had. That's, you know, that was pivotal in their, in their last three championship runs where, you know, it was J.R. Smith, Kevin Love, LeBron James, and Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, who barely played all series. I don't even think he played in games two, three, and five, uh, Gets the start, and what a spark off the bench. 10, 10 points, 15 rebounds. First, uh, the only other Cavs player to get a double-double this series. It was unbelievable coaching by Ty Lue, and it was it saved their season. It, it literally did. Uh, but, but yeah, it's it's crazy. They got it done, though. What did what, you take away? Um, yeah, I mean, you had LeBron sitting at the table ready to check back in, and he had – he had his support finally step up after they've been just ass all year. You, you had him sitting waiting literally to check in, and then Caleb just drains a three. And I think that kind of sparked it all for him. They increased their lead from two to eight, um, and then LeBron checked back in, and they they were able to hold off. What they win by four? Yeah. Off there I, at the end, 105-101. Cra- crazy stat here, though. I mean, the three games the Pacers won, they won by a combined average of 18 points. And the Cavs, four games that they won, they won by an average of three and a half points, including the game five buzzer beater by LeBron. Uh, if, you know, this series could have went four nothing Pacers easy. Uh, it, it just shows you LeBron in his 15th season, how fucking good he is. And it's it's an unbelievable time to to be a fan of the NBA and just to be able to watch this poetry in motion. I mean, Jesus, he, he's unbelievable. But... How how about the resurrection of 
of Victor Oladipo's career. OKC is kind of buried with Westbrook. Um, goes to Indiana, bring, takes him to the playoffs as a five seed. Dude averaged something something absurd. It was like 22 points. I mean, he carried them to a game seven himself. Did 30 points, 12 rebounds tonight. Definitely, definitely the second best player this whole series behind LeBron, and, and it was even close to LeBron at times. And he and he comes out and is after the loss, he comes out in the interview and he goes, "If y'all don't respect the Indiana Pacers now, I have no respect for you." Just, yeah. just putting them haters on blast. I mean, he's gonna get the most improved player of the year. Just, I mean, you know, the, the voting happens before the season, but he just furthered his case even more. And I like Oladipo; he's good. I mean, he. He's doesn't yeah. look like he doesn't he, look like your typical stud by any means. He looks young, but he he's gonna be really good. And yeah, they put yeah. Uh, they put Indiana back on the map. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, you, you look for them to be back next year. But uh, let's just uh, let's run through the second round quick and just w- with the first games kind of out of the way. What uh, what are your picks now um, as the second round continues? All right, the the Cavs Raptors series. I'm gonna take. I'm going to take the Cavs in seven. Uh, Cavs have kind of had the Raps number this year. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, they've been playing the best that we've seen in their tenure. Uh, it's going to be really hard to get out of that series. But, I mean, Toronto's got their history of, of losing and, and not being able to get it done. And at the end of the day, the Cavs got LeBron. So I'm going to take the Cavs in that series in seven. Um, I don't like how the Cavs look. I think they – snuck by indiana um lebron's just had way too much on his shoulders obviously he's done it in the past but um everything surrounding lebron and the cavaliers it's it's leading me to think that that he's going to be wearing a different jersey come 2019 um and and i just think that just plays into kind of the whole story behind it they're going to be ousted here um, by the Raptors, and it's ESPN's going to be all freaking LeBron this, LeBron that for the next month, two months. You think, you think we, you think we get the decision number two this summer? Yeah, and it's going to make me sick. I won't watch, I won't watch Sports Center for a good month because it's just going to be strictly LeBron. I love it. I'm going to watch it every day, every minute. <laughs> Golden State Warriors, New Orleans. Uh, there was a shellac in Game One. Uh, Golden State doesn't even need Curry. It shows Draymond triple double. They're back to their old old tricks. I hate to see it, but you know I, they were my finals pick at the at the start of the uh, playoffs. Looks like they're still going to continue that. Uh, if Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, and Rondo can get get their shit together and steal Game Two, uh, they've got a shot. But I'm I'm taking Golden State in five in this series. Um, too much offensive firepower with Clay and Durant. It's and they and they play they play really good defense too. It's it's going to be tough. Uh, I'll take Golden State in five. It's really hard to pick against them, and uh, I don't know if New Orleans can win more than a game in this series, to be honest. Yeah, we were uh, we were pretty high on New Orleans coming off AD. We were sucking his dick a little bit, um, but after that first game, a one twenty three to one hundred one finish. You're right; they don't even need Steph Curry, and when Steph comes back, it's just going to add another element. Um, I think this one goes five. I'll give I'll give New Orleans one game in that series, but I think Golden State's just going to run through them. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Houston, Utah. Uh, Houston pumped Utah tonight. Uh, this one, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Houston in five. Uh, Utah is really good at home for some reason. Um, you know, you got you got Mitt, Mitt Romney chirping 
and when he's at games, if if he can, you know, get his voice in there and stay out of the political sphere and, you know, cheer on those Utah Jazz, they might be able to steal one against this firepower offense with Harden and Paul and Capella and Gordon. You fucking name it. They're dynamic. I, I cannot wait to see Houston Golden State. Uh, but Utah, I think, steals one maybe in Salt Lake. Uh, it's hard for me to even give them a game here. With Rubio, that's going to be out for probably the remainder of the series with that hamstring injury. Uh, I'm going to take yeah. Houston in five. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go right and agree with you there. Uh, Houston, again, another team who's just way too often. Like, you can't even keep up with the amount of three-pointers they shoot. And if, if, if uh, CP3 and the beard are on, it's no, no team in the whole league has a chance. What do you think? Um, what do you think the beards? What do you think the beards got in in his in his beard? What, I don't what, know what he's doing to that thing, man. But it, it's working out. But the only way I see them stealing two is if Mitt Romney brings all twenty five of his children to the game and they're all getting <laughs> in on the action. I don't um, even. I don't even know how that goes overlooked. Like I, I mean, the guys get, got enough money to buy out courtside seats. Um, like congrats that, on the sex. Congrats on the six sex, buddy. Yeah, I mean that's the only way I see Utah coming away at the win here but yeah i i can't wait like you said i can't wait for the houston golden state matchup two western powerhouses um grinding out for that uh spot in the the final so got houston in that one we'll jump over to boston um the uh boston philadelphia east coast matchup um who do you got in that one it'll be interesting i think everybody's super high on the 76ers i'm high on them the process Embiid, simmons reddick uh, it's this one I got going seven. I think a lot of people probably have the 76ers in five or six, but I got this one going seven. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going bold here, but I'm taking the Celtics. I, I really am. Uh, it just shows you how good they are with, you know, Rozier, Tatum, Brown They're, I mean, Horford's chipping in there. He's, he's a, a veteran leader, Brad Stevens or they're, they're they're the better coached team. I'm taking the upset bid in seven. Uh, you know, there's three and a half point dogs at home tomorrow night, but it's there's gonna be so much hype surrounding the 76ers. The Heat were not a very good team. Uh, people played them up to be more than what they were, and the 76ers, you know, they dominated that series, but they should have. But you know, even without Kyrie and, and Gordon Hayward. Um, I got Celtics in seven. That's my upset bit of the uh, of the second round. Yeah, I hate to root against my uh, my Celtics, my Boston team, um, but I think it's going to go seven as well. But I think it's going to go in turn to the Sixers. Um, the Celtics kind of come limping into that series after losing Kyrie to the season-ending knee, the uh, near injury. Um, but you never know with a, a gritty Boston team. Obviously, they lost Gordon Hayward night one. Um, and now losing uh, Kyrie, you know, you didn't see that original injury at Hayward kind of bogging them down. They kind of barely snuck past Milwaukee, uh, but I think the Sixers are, are, are a different animal in this game, and uh, they got they got a lot of firepower on that end. And I, I think that uh, Ben Simmons and B that whole that whole roster is gonna is gonna be something special, and I think they're gonna make it past Boston in seven. Yeah, it's gonna be best series of the first round. Sure. Um, trust the process. I love it. Uh, that's that, that one's, I'm going to keep my eye on that series for sure. All right, let's swap over to the NHL second rounds underway. We have Nashville and Winnipeg, Tampa Bay and Boston, the Capitals Penguins, and then San Jose and Vegas Golden Knights. What, uh, what do you see in those four games or those four series? 
Yeah, uh, Vegas shit pumped San Jose game one. Uh, it just shows you how how good they are. Uh, it was unbelievable to watch. They were scoring at will. Uh, pretty much had their way with them. And then game two, controversial overtime call. Uh, at first, I didn't think it was. Um, I believe it was either Carlson or Marshall so that bumped into into uh, Jones and kind of took him off a little bit and then kind of tapped it in. But that's a, that's a tough call if you're a ref to make. I, I know Toronto makes the call, but it's – wow, it, to, it totally changed the dynamic of the series because San Jose got the win. Couture buried the power play overtime goal. Uh, that series now I think will go seven. And I, I'm sticking with the Sharks. They're, if they can get both at the Shark Tank – uh, they're unreal at their Shark Tank in, in the playoffs the past few years. Uh, that series, that's another one. That that one's going seven, just like a couple of the other. I think they all might go seven. Um, I was just about all, to fire off that all four of these series, in my mind, will go seven, and I hope to God they do because there's nothing better than game seven hockey. Um, nothing better. Absolutely nothing better than game seven NHL. Nothing. I uh, want nothing more to see Vegas move on against San Jose. I think both teams are sick at home. That's just going to play out. If Hopefully, Vegas can steal one in, in San Jose's barn. But uh, staying in the West, Predators versus uh, the Jets, I think this one, like I said, all of them are going to go seven. I think they're going to go seven this game. Uh, they're, they're starting to get chippy. They're starting to get physical. Um, we had an OT thriller the other night in Nashville. This is another great series defensive battles both have offensive weapons that are just a threat on both ends of the ice yeah the difference maker so far has been hellbuck jesus game one renee gets pulled uh so he lets in four goals on 16 shots nashville was just fucking toying with him the whole game they all shot him 48 19 uh it was it was absurd and the winnipeg scored tanham got the got the game going the first night it was their second shot of the period. They ended up winning 4-1. Four goals on 19 shots. Just got totally dominated. Um, but, I mean, the the Preds were lucky to even come away with a win tonight. Uh, they, they blew that. They blew the, the 4-3 lead with, uh, I don't know what, what how much was left. It, I think like a minute, minute five left. The extra attacker, Shifley, buried one. Uh, but it just seemed like... Nashville would score, Winnipeg would respond. Nashville would score, Winnipeg would respond. It was just kind of one of those games. And then Fiala nets the the double OT winner. This series is unbelievable. It's going to be (laughs) – I'd take the over every single game on goals for. Pecorine is definitely not going to play like he did this first two games. He's going to be back to his Vesna. He's going to win the Vesna, but he'll be back to himself, you know, games three and four in Winnipeg. Winnipeg's undefeated at home this playoffs. Uh they're actually really fucking good. Their offense is probably the best offensive top six in the NHL. And if the Predators are going to need to cling to life here to, to steal one in Winnipeg. If, and if they don't, this one this one could be over quicker than we think. But like we said, I, I would love to see this one go seven. Um, MTS Center is going to be fucking rocking this, this Wednesday. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, jump into the east, Pittsburgh and Washington. Uh, a little bit of controversy in this one. Uh, Penguins down 3-1. Hornquist, uh, Notch went in there on a play where Holdby got hurt. Uh, clearly after video review, it crossed the goal line. I don't know how they overturned that one. 
Um, but yeah, Pittsburgh team without Malkin uh, falls and drops one to to Washington. Did you, uh, what was your opinion on that that play? Yeah, uh, when I saw it live, you couldn't tell. And I, I mean, by the the Penguins weren't jumping around by any means. I know Hornquist put his hands up, and so did Sid, but. Holtby was still laying on it. The Cavs players didn't really know what was going on. Um, the ref didn't even make a call. He didn't. He didn't make no. He didn't make a no goal or a or a signal for a goal call. It was weird. Um, and then when you saw the replay, honestly, the replay you couldn't see anything. Somebody covered up the the inside camera. Um, Holtby's pad and then his paddle kind of gave away the top angle view. And then when you NBC it, when you zoom in on that little fucking rigged out thing they got. Uh, it looks like it might be a cross. It looks like there might be some white there. It could have been snow. There's undoubtedly I, cross the goal line. No, I doubt. don't know. I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say no doubt because we've had those before. And if you don't know, and if you're not a hundred percent sure, um, you can't call it a goal. I, I'm kind of biased because I'd like to see, I just want to see Ovechkin win the series. I want them to slay the dragon, but honestly, I thought they were probably gonna gonna stick with the call. Uh, I guess they made a no call signal, but I, I figured. Yeah, they it was a, it was a quick whistle with the no call signal. Cause I think yeah. that's, obviously there's inconclusive video evidence, but yeah, yeah. quick quick whistle um, with an on the ice no call kind of. I was kind of honestly honestly for for the sake, but I was kind of happy because that's your controversy both ways. And if you're unsure, you got you got to go you know no call or, or goal whatever you stick with on the ice. Um, but this one, this one for sure could probably go seven now. Ovi potted his seventh of the playoffs. Uh, the dude just scoring at will. Absolute snipe to open game, too. That, that was sick. Um, Hornquist gave him a nice little pass there. Wrong team. Sorry, buddy. Uh, shelved it. And, you know, Nikki Backstrom, empty netter. This one's going seven for sure. Even game tonight. Shots for 33 32. Um, Washington turned the puck over 17 times, but they also took it away. Or they had 16 takeaways, 17 giveaways. Um, yeah, it's there. I think Washington's the better team. Washington's got better offensive weapons, and I think Murray edges them out in, in the net. But when you have Sid the Kid and and Kessel and, and Gensel playing that well, it's it's hard to, to pick against them. But that one's going seven for sure. I'm going to stick with the Penguins pick in seven. Okay. Yeah, I like uh, I like that game or that series going to seven as well. But I'm gonna go with the Capitals in seven, um, just because I like I said last episode, it's it's their year. Um, it's tough to beat a team three times, but uh, I'm gonna extend it out um, three years in a row. I don't think the Penguins are gonna be able to do it. And then jumping, uh, well, how do you rate that that Boston win six two over Tampa Bay? Yeah, the the only series to to not have their second game played yet. Um, Boston just had their way with them in game one, six, two shellacking, um, their Boston's power play is so lethal. Uh, Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, McAvoy, they're good. Uh, I think Boston's going to win this series. Uh, Tampa better get one at home because if they don't, this one's going to be over quick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Stamkos, Kucherov, where are you? Hello. There's a there's a there's a playoff series going on, and, and you guys, you know, there's a couple games we played. Are you, are you there? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of what's hindered them the past few years. But interesting, interesting series. Uh, I I know you, you're probably sticking with your Bruins here, um, 
but that that well that one could go seven. But if 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 Tampa doesn't win tomorrow night, this one's going to be done in four or five. Yep, I uh, piggybacking off that. I agree. If Boston takes game two, um, I think it's all over. But the crying, I don't think Tampa will be able to fight back. Getting down to, I'll take Boston in five or six with a win tomorrow. But let's uh, let's talk about our boy Otani. Showtime, baby. Showtime. Showtime. This Eight. guy is throwing. 102 mile an hour plus um firing double digits heat he's throwing fucking heat dude i, I would not want to be the catcher imagine missing one of those holy no shit. taking one of the inner thigh oh no i think i think i'm i'm not crowding the plate my heels are gonna be on the edge of the batter's box uh you know towards the dugout uh i'm probably gonna let him take the inside corner and if i got hit with one of those First of all, I think I'd be injured. I wouldn't be able to charge the mound, but I would. I would literally be swinging my fucking baseball bat at Showtime's head. Um, this guy. This guy. Is, what can he do? He's hitting dingers. He's throwing 102 plus multiple times. 102 uh, plus. What I mean, what is more likely to happen first for Showtime? Is he going to hit through the cycle, or is he going to throw a no hitter? Who? That's that's a good question. I would probably say he's. He's gonna throw a no hitter before hitting through the cycle. I mean, no pitcher's ever done it, but like shit, this guy's on fire. I am I'm in tears thinking about that his ankle's gonna set him back because I don't think he's playing. What are they Monday, Tuesday night? Yeah, rolled roll the ankle uh, this weekend. He says he's fine. It's up to the training staff. I'm not sure how they kind of relayed that. As he, he he doesn't speak any English, so I think his his uh, his language representative kind of you know, relayed the message to him. You know, st- sometimes stuff can get caught in translation. I think he said he was fine. They might have thought he said it was broken. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he's out there. All signs point to him throwing another game of eight 100-plus pitches. Just insanity. The dude's a dynamic talent. I, I love – this is so good for the MLB. So, so good for the MLB. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Showtime's uh Showtime's a real deal, man. He's 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 hit a dinger. He's he's hitting a base clear triple before. So who knows? Who knows if he can get her done? Um Do you think do you think he's I haven't been able to tell. He definitely doesn't have any Nick Swisher bombs in his lip, but do do you think he's do you think he's a snus guy? Do you think he's a red man guy? I couldn't tell, but there was something poking out of that lip. This is a snussing podcast. He's a he's a foreigner. I don't think he's quite He's quite hooked on the Grizz, the Cope, the Kodiak snacks. Um, I, I I would have to say he's he's chewing it. I think he's I think he's chewing the Red Man. I think I think you know Mike Trout's got him on on the bubblegum wrapping Red Man game. I, I think he puts it in the microwave with a little bit of honey and, and and you know big red gum and he melts it up and he puts it in there for a little treat. Uh, you know, I, I can kinda, see him going pop bunk snooey too. I, I don't know. This guy's a wild card. Um, this is I a think he, I think friendly got, podcast. He guts everything that he that he has in his mouth. He's that dynamic. When you have a Babe Ruth type, you know, transcendent player for the game, he has to gut everything. I, I don't see him spitting one bit. I I I completely agree with that. I think the the TV broadcasts need to focus and dial back in a little bit more on Showtime. Um, see, keep keep an eye out though. See if, see if we can find yeah. out as the summer rolls along. Tweet, tweet at us and see if you can find something uh, at Dump and Chase Podcast. 
May fifth coming up. It's not only Cinco de Mayo, um, but we will have the 144th running for the Roses down in Kentucky, the Kentucky Derby, um, this upcoming weekend. We got the early favorites in Magnum Moon. We also are looking at a favorited to four to one Justify. I'm sorry, two to one favorite is Justify. Magnum Moon at four to one. 11 horses are also getting 20 under 21 derby odds or better. Um, early look, what horse do you like in this one, Evie? You know, I it's hard to pick against Justify, the two to one favorite. He's got a, a historic past of winning his, you know, his races. Uh, this Mendelssohn nine to two is the third favorite horse. He's got some get up in him. You know, he's he's a purebred. Uh, he's got a long stride. You know, he, he's, he's kind of like uh, a young mind that bird. He's like, he's a young mind that bird, but he's also a cross between American Pharaoh and, and big Brown. And, and no, I was going to go a little bit of Nazem Kadri. Um, You know, they're smooth on the track and I, I think he could get it done. But, but I would say my dark horse would be my boy, Jack 16 to one odds. You know, he's got two wins in his last three races. Uh, he's a little bit undersized. But I think that, you know, benefits him out of the gate. Uh, he, he's quick. He, he's known for his quick starts. Sometimes he goes offside. Yeah, but we all do. It's, you know, it's horse racing. Um, I'm going to be absolutely fucking blackout drunk. I'm probably honestly going to be wearing a uh, a man romper. Uh, you know, it's the girls are going to be wearing their, their sundresses and their nice little hats, their tight little dresses. But I think I'm going with the man romper. And it's going to be an unbelievable day. I'm going to throw my money on my boy Jack and Justify. I'm not going to tell you how much because, you know, I you don't deserve that. And neither do I. Uh, it's hey, going, to listen be, it's going to be one of the best races so far. Listen to this guy, a guy named Jody Demling for Sports Lines. Um, uh, he's, a, he's an expert in the Derby. This guy has picked the last nine. Kentucky Oaks and Kentucky Derby double winners at Churchill Downs, meaning he's held a, hit, a winning ticket for the last nine straight years. This guy's an absolute freak, man. He's he's got his early favorites right now. He's, he's he he likes Magna Moon at four to one. He likes uh, Justify at two to one. But he says keep your eye on my boy Jack at sixty to one in the early sixteen to one in the early odds. This Demling guy says he's got a he's going to make a serious run at the title. Um, and he's definite, a tar- he's a definite target for anyone looking to make out on a huge payday. So I like this guy, my boy, Jack at 16 to one. I hope these, these sources don't leak that this, this absolute nutcase, Jack Demling, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely got to be offering up his, his pick Jody Demling. He's got to be offering up his pick for money. There's no way he's not. No, there's no way. Um, and I'm probably going to be a sucker, and I'm probably going to buy for it. I'm going to pay for 100%. it. 100%. There's yeah. no doubt I'm not. Um, he likes. He also likes good magic. Um, he said he's got a couple a couple of good finishes this year. Um, so follow this guy, Jody Demling, if, if you're looking to get a little insider trading information. But regardless, May 5th, this Saturday, um, 144th running, is, is I'm going to be tuned in. Um, little pregame for the Kenny Chesney concert here in Minneapolis. Oh, you're going, you're going. Oh yeah. I'll be there. Freaking flip flops down in the sandbar. That's, that's, probably... that's, that's going to get along to me song of the summer. I, I love that song. It's on repeat. It's on repeat on my iPod right now. Get along. 
it's it's going to be good. But uh, as we're on the sports betting topic, let's move into our locks of the week, Evie. Um, what money are you throwing down this week on who and what uh, what's your lock bet of the week? All right, I'm going to be throwing heavy money. Uh, I'm going to throw heavy money on Boston plus 140 uh, at home against the 76ers tomorrow night. A lot of people are going to be picking the 76ers. Boston's really good at home, coming off a, a huge home win against the Bucks. Not saying that's not saying much, but they're really good at home. Uh, 76ers have had you know almost a week. Sometimes when you have too much rest, it's it's a bad thing. Uh, you come out a little flat. I think you could take advantage of that, especially with you know Brad Stevens getting that group together. I'm throwing a lot of money on on the Celtics uh, plus 140 at home tomorrow night. I like that. I'm going to stay at the Boston theme, but on the NHL side of things, I'm going the Bruins and Lightning series. Uh, the over-under is set at six goals right now. Um, game one was an eight-goal total. If you look at uh, Tampa's last series, they were, uh, I believe, three of the four first games were over seven goals in themselves, um, with New Jersey taking like a four- or five-goal game. So I, I think it's two high-scoring teams. Um, and, and I think it's a lock pick at six over, over six goals. Um, I like in the Bruins lightning series. I like that. That's a little underrated one right there for you, for you. Gambling, not, not a lot of you, guys like the over under for you. Gambling gurus. I think you live and die. Like it's been PMT loves it. And big cat, all those other guys, but, but they're totally right. When you live and die by the over under, you, you got to bet the over, uh, you know, betting the under is just, you're just rooting for, you know, not a, a fun game. game. You're you're rooting for a shitty game. Yeah, wants that. If I'm putting my money down, it, it better be a blowout. Um, I did something really stupid. I took a game. I took a game the other night and had to had to finish in overtime or had to finish in regulation. And I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just lighting my money on fire. Fuck me. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an addict. I, I'll admit it. I'm an addict, and I don't know how to stop. And you win some, you lose some, you lose, you lose more than you win. And you, you get, you get back up the next day and you, you get your bookie on the line and you say, what the fuck am I locking in today? He'll say something. He'll spit you some garbage. You'll try to talk yourself out of it. Yet you'd end up doubling down. It's a fucking mind game. And I'm, I love it. I love it. It's a love hate, but it's more of a love and it's more of a hate. I'm addicted, Jake. I don't know what to tell you. All right, Evie, uh, dump and chase of the week. We got this farm kid out of, who knows where out of the South 11 year old Mason Ramsey, uh, the Bama AKA kid, the yodeling Bama kid, AKA Walmart's finest, AKA, um, Coachella, Grand Ole Opry, Ellen, DeGeneres show. Get this guy out of here. I'm so fucking sick of this yodeling. I was at a party this weekend and the yodeling remix came on and these people were going nuts. These fucking millennials. I think it's hot garbage. Uh, the kid's going fucking mainstream now. I think he's got himself a girl. Um, can the kids sing a little bit? Yeah, he can. Uh, I'd prefer the little yodelings. Uh, I'd like to see him maybe more towards the Home Depot, trying to track that lumber crowd. Um, I think he might be getting some two-by-fours, you know, to the lip if that's where he goes, but I would love to see it. Uh, you know, this thing blew up for... For no reason, no, no reason. These these damn videos. These kids are making so much money off of this shit. Uh, Makes me Ramsey Mason Ramsey. I am out on you, man. Um, Dump and chasing. Get the fuck out of here. This guy. This guy's. And we are chasing. This guy's eleven years old. 
Okay, I, at 11 years old, I'm playing Pokemon video games. I'm I'm deciding what game on the Game Boy fucking color I'm gonna go buy next downtown. And this guy's singing. His lyrics are, "I'm it's pretty great playing on stage. There's not an empty seat in the place. But girl, ever since I met you, I got a whole new perspective. If I'm gonna be famous for something, I want to be famous for loving you." Mason Ramsey, bullshit. You don't have a girl. <laughs> That's you, bullshit. You know? At eleven, I was running around with my boys, uh, chasing some tail. But was I in love? Hell no. Um, you know, I I probably didn't get my first pube till I was nineteen. I, I, I just don't see I just don't see that kid being in love, um, you know, but when I'm 11, I'm definitely not singing. If, if I'm in Walmart, you know, I'm, I'm climbing that that big ball little holder and I'm jumping in it and breaking shit. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sitting there with a bow tie and a button up and cowboy boots and singing this. Oh, it's hot garbage. I can't believe it. We're dumping. We're chasing. We're getting reinforcements, running them through the end boards for a five in a game. Uh, this podcast has officially dropped, dropped at Ramsey kid. And I don't know, it, kids making probably more money than we are. And it's, it's absurd. Yeah. yeah. Kudos to making the money, making the big stage, but Mason Ramsey, I am, I am out on you, my man. We are all out. We are all out on you, buddy. That wraps up our episode today. Uh, you know, next lot, lot going on this coming week. Uh, we'll recap NHL NBA second rounds talk about the uh, unbelievable 144th running of the Kentucky Derby uh, where we're at what we're throwing on what we threw on uh, it's it's gonna be fun a um, lot more to come and we're out I'm gonna